and welcome to the Money Magic Podcast with Pangile Makwakwa. This is the podcast where we talk about trauma and how it affects our finances and our lives. I help women of color unlock ancestral wisdom so they can fall in love with their bank accounts, increase income, and live their best lives. This podcast was birthed when I started having conversations with private clients and students in my online courses about the remarkable shifts they'd had in their finances and started receiving feedback and updates from people on how these conversations were helping them understand their family dynamics and financial behavior. I've seen how unlocking ancestral wisdom has helped me pay off $60,000 in debt, buy property, launch and grow my company Wealthy Money into a six-figure business in US dollars as I travel and live in various countries on the globe. I've lived in over eight countries and traveled to many more as I built this company. My intention with this podcast is to provide you with weekly episodes that help you understand the importance of healing and help you understand your relationship with money better so you can start making different financial decisions and creating a life you love for yourself and future generations. So without further ado, let's get started and dive into this week's episode. How are you? So welcome to episode 28 of the Money Magic series. So if you guys are watching this on YouTube, welcome. But you can also now find the Money Magic podcast on iTunes, on Spotify, on Amazon, and um, we're also on Podbean. So you can feel free to go download the podcast and listen and stream from any of those platforms. My name is Vangile Makakwa and I am your host for the show. And I work with the women of color to help them heal ancestral money trauma. With me today is Lungile. She is my personal trainer. And guys, honestly, this woman has changed my life. Let me just start by saying hello, Lungi, and welcome. Thank you for coming on the show. Hello, Van. Hello, everyone. Thank you for having me. Yeah. So Lungi is in one of our podcast episodes, you guys. She shares her money journey in that podcast episode. Let me just try and see if I can find it and I can remember where, but I don't know. I think it's like episode 10 or something. I'm not going to bother looking at it now, but I'll definitely share in the mailing list in the description to go check out her other episodes. So why she's on here is I invited her because I wanted to talk about food trauma and her relationship with food and the journey that she's going through because she's done the work. She's doing the work around money trauma, but it's also so incredible doing my workout sessions with her because, and we'll do another episode on this around working out and being in your body and the trauma and all that, because we live in this world that insists that we need to work out. But I can tell you guys what, for me to work out consistently with Lumi, and we've been doing this for six, seven or eight months. We do it virtually. She works virtually. I have like I've had many breakdown sessions of just 
crazy things will come out during the workout, uh, workout session. And I just feel I have so much trauma around what I've been told around what my body can do, what my body can't do. And I've had a full on, I've had full on crying sessions in her sessions. And she's had to work with me and hold me through that as a client. And I think that's going to be a very valuable um, episode for us to talk about that and how trauma can also play out in terms of just building up a consistent workout regime and uh, just being able to not just work out, but just getting into our bodies to enjoy working out and getting fit, right? But for today, we're going to talk about our relationship with food and Lungi's journey around that, because as a fitness trainer, this is a huge thing. She talks to her clients around this, right? So Lungs, welcome. Please tell people about yourself, what you do, etc. <laughs> Thank you, Ben. Um, my name is Lungile, and um, I'm a, a, a fitness coach. I'm, I also love to really consider myself as an accountability partner. And what makes me what makes me different is that we work with the body, as you've already mentioned, and we really, really, really track our feminine cycle and use that um, in, to 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 you know to excel in our fitness journey. Yeah. Mm, I love this about working with the feminine cycle. So Lungs, before we even dive into the relationship that we have with food, let's talk about the relationship that we have with our bodies. Because there's a post that you shared, I think, about a few months ago. Can't remember the caption, but I remember exactly like these particular words where you said, guys, look at what my period has done to my body, you know, and how you then shared with us that actually this belief that we need to always look a particular way, even when we're on our cycle is ridiculous. That when there are parts, there are points in our cycle when we look incredible and other points when we will feel and look a little bit more bloated than usual and even go up a dress size. Please talk to us about that because there is so much pressure for us to always be working out, always be looking good. And that is so highly traumatic to how we see ourselves. Yeah. So, um, you know, like... <laughs> I just feel like a lot of um, people who want to, who are not comfortable with how their body look like, looks at the moment, always find it easier to find an image of somebody else and say, Lungi, can you help me look like this? But if you think about it, an, ima an image like that, let's say you pick up an image of Serena Williams, for example, yeah. um, then i mean i can't really say there's anything wrong with wanting to look like like serena but then obviously you need to kind of dissect what type of if i want to look like serena okay so let's look at her waistline let's look at her arms let's look at her legs for me to get to look like that what type of workout regime would i need to put together and then to build my body to look that way but Serena doesn't necessarily share with us her images of um, what her body looks like um, when she's on different cycles. That picture was actually a shoot or maybe it was a 
one of her best games she was at her mm-hmm. at her element um on that day and so those pictures are not her everyday reality i mean mm-hmm. even if you look at um people who are, are bodybuilders for example everything's got seasons so whilst we train towards that season then we get to look a certain way but it doesn't mean that you've got abs each and every day it doesn't mean that your body looks the same each and every day and yes that day i was i was really 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 bloated like i mean i couldn't believe um how i looked um the next day when i sent you guys another picture which was yes. like almost the total opposite of what i was looking the day guys, before it was like a completely different human being you know a completely different human being and this is what it's about um when we talk about you know just give yourself a break man just go with your body be uh, in the moment you know because I, on that day where i was so bloated i really needed a lot of nurturing um i needed my bed i needed to be alone i needed to hold my 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 tummy and just talk to it and and touch myself and be one with me and that's okay um, you know, so so that's why I shaped that image that even though I'm a personal trainer, I think as personal trainers, there's a lot of pressure to look a certain mm. way. Um, you can be a personal trainer, you can be a coach, whatever you call yourself. Um, people can look up to you um, for your body. But um, I, re- I refuse, I think it's unfair uh, to be put on a, on a pedestal and have to live up to an image that is not necessarily realistic um you know i think that's that's a a way of how we lie to ourselves as well um you know what they say um we we talk about this the other day how comedians sometimes um go through a lot of depression because we expect them to be happy every day even if you're a personal trainer or you're in the fitness space you can have your moments where your body is not what you would have wanted it to be right now but it's important to stay in the moment and show that to the people because you know why you're human yes yes oh i love this all that you've said lumi is resonating so deeply with me So one of the things that I also wanted to uh, ask about is, well, I know you just said something very, very powerful about how we look up to these social media standards, right? And being in the personal training industry and being women, we're always fed these particular images. And it leads to us having a very distorted relationship with food so as a personal trainer you've seen you've also experienced yourself but you've also seen so many clients come through the door and they have a relationship uh, and their relationship with food is completely bizarre you know so what would you say to someone uh, it's not even just bizarre but i would say it's completely unhealthy because we've been shamed uh for eating the way that we do right so when you meet people uh, like let me just start from the beginning how have you seen most of us relate with food because we're trying to maintain a particular body weight how what are some of dysfunctional relationships that you have seen uh people develop with food mm, sure yeah this is um uh, quite a big one because mm. 
you know, I'm not going to say everyone um, goes through that. Yes, in my journey, I've met people who, you know, our teachers are everyday people. Mm-hmm. And as, 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 as a person who trains others and works out with us, I've learned so much from my clients, particularly where food is concerned as well. Um, but I would say that a lot of people that have come um, my way definitely uh, have cut food into compartments so they don't see food holistically as something that gives my body energy they see food as carbohydrates protein and fat and so that's what with pot loons isn't that what every instagram thing coach teaches us isn't like (laughs) at some point wasn't it just you only eat meat that's the only way that you're gonna get lean (laughs) you know muscular or whatever yeah and 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 here's the thing i mean you know that i've had um challenges with the same thing because i've also been programmed that way and for a long time in my life i just never touched um carbohydrates um you know if if i considered it um to be a carb i used to think i i just I, I can't, this is not going to come anywhere near my body because it's going to mess up my figure. And once I got into ex- like harder, um, more intensive uh, type of fitness, then I was too weak. I couldn't, ho- I couldn't keep up with it. Um, no matter what, how much meat I ate, how many vegetables I ate, um, I really just needed to eat my, my brown rice. I needed to eat. Like I needed so my even brown rice was off the table. I eat my brown rice. Yeah, I, I didn't touch rice completely because for me, it was like, it's a cup. I don't care if it's brown. I don't care if it's black. I don't care. I don't eat potatoes. I only eat sweet potatoes because uh, because potatoes have got more carbohydrates. But what happened was that I got, I, my body got smaller, but I got, I also got weaker. And the funny thing is that the, the the manner in which you lose the weight when you do when you eat that way is not the same as the manner in which you lose the weight when you you when you eat holistically and continue to work out. You you you, you even your muscle mass goes. Um, you you have a, a more um your muscle mass is is less. It's almost like we we are we we are under you know but you can lose weight but gain muscle mass um but you have to eat holistically in order um to have the fair balance and your body needs energy um to be able to do that so i see a lot of my clients saying i i don't eat carbohydrates after three uh, I don't, um, I only eat carbohydrates, uh, um, you know, and yeah, I mean, it's I'm laughing because that could never be me. That level of self-discipline, <laughs> guys, Loon's nose. It's like, we'll be in the middle of a workout session. I'm like, like I eat I a bowl food. of rice. <laughs> <laughs> we literally paused my workout. So I'm like, I'm hungry now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we are now going to eat and then resume workout yeah and listen different things have worked for different people or so they or so they think i mean it also depends what type of physique you want to 
you want to have at the end of the day um for me i'm 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 like on a journey where you know i'm going on my body transformation and i'm really gunning for an athletic look so i have to eat in a certain way and train in a certain way and um everything for me is like it's like learning all over again it's like mm. it's so it's so different yet i'm just so happy i feel so alive i feel i feel like my body can do more um nothing scares me when my body i can rely on my body yeah yeah, yeah. no guys it's been really really interesting having Louis train me because we have such really fascinating conversations and one of the things that we spoke about Lungi, which i think is why i was like no we need to have this conversation on the podcast because it's going to change so many people because one of the things you said to me was that you always thought it was bizarre that i would always just go on and on about food and pleasure and how food brings me so much pleasure and now you're on this journey to realize that food can be pleasure and now that's also changing your relationship with food how you eat and it's also changing uh, the way that you approach your entire fitness um i guess i want to say regime that fine that sounds a little hard but like your entire fitness um schedule can you tell us about that because i think we've it's hard for most people to associate anything that has to do with fitness with pleasure you know Mm, yeah so i love this because yeah um i i used to be one of those people i still fall into the trap sometimes but i'm intentional about it now um if i if i if i i would eat on the go so i would grab a, a banana and um i am doing my podcast and i would have my nuts and i'm i'm training whatever i would eat on the go mm-hmm. but uh, what i found about um making time for 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 my food um and and how that gets into pleasure is that it really awakens all of my senses mm-hmm. if i look at my food and i'm like whoa look at those colors i've got my greens i've got my yellows i've got my oranges in one plate that excites me and if i can just smell it and you know like one of those days where my food was only salt and pepper because i thought all spices are carb you know there's a time i thought spices are sugar I don't eat spices. So my food was just so bland. It was like literally trend. It was it was a Willy's oh uh, Willy's green salad like as it is. Um and that's my food. So it, it my food didn't smell like much. It didn't it looked nice, but it didn't smell like much. It didn't have flavor, you know? Um, but, but once I started doing that, what does it smell like? What does it look like? Ooh, the different flavors. This one is crispy. This one is so soft. Um, and then eventually, what does it taste like when it gets to my tongue? And I'm able to say, if I mean, the other day I was eating a sweet potato and I was like, wow, this, um, I pick up that this ginger in this in this yes, in the sweet potato remember that's a story you you you're almost making love to the food to the sweet potatoes yeah. because you're picking up all the flavors and and you're like mm, 
the way it just mixes so nice with that cinnamon or the way it gels so nice with the with the garlic you know there's a story to the food and there's no way you can hurry that up because you're mm. chewing slower um you just really really engaged and and you're enjoying what you eat so this is the beauty of um of food and how um I've been able to link it with pleasure and that to be honest with you I learned from you and many of the new you know the song new friends no new friends is so stupid because no new if you keep on saying no new friends you're not going to learn much like I yeah. met new people in my life and um yeah. I really met people who ate incredible food um people who were just passionate about things that I thought okay whatever um but once i got into it then it actually also fits into my my everyday life like my fitness mm -hmm. there's no way that i can separate my fitness from health um yeah. and if my bread like for example i've got no qualms around um bread i eat bread but I'm, but i don't eat open bread like white bread because for me yeah. it tastes like nothing so yeah. even if I eat bread, my bread must have seeds. It must taste like something, and then I'll put something on top of it. So everything Ooh, has to taste eating like Eating for that. pleasure, Lord. right? Right. That's it. Yeah. Guys, I love what Lungi just said. Right? Mm -hmm. uh, because pleasure. I've always had this thing. She knows. Like I refuse to eat anything if my senses are not engaged. I love food, but I'm really one of those people that will eat to fill the tummy. If that's the case, I'll literally be like, nope, I'm going to wait until I get to sit down, have the view that I want. I'm all, I'm very, very particular. And Lung's knows from the retreats that I've, I'm always extremely particular. I want like my place to smell good, to look good, food to look good, to taste yeah. good. I have like a full array that food must include all the senses. I have, for me, every day of eating, and I mean every single day of eating, you guys. I don't, anyone that knows me knows this is a fact. Every day <laughs> of eating is an occasion for me. Yep. It's always yep. an occasion. And I think yeah. this is also ancestral because my mother says when my... um dad got uh when she and my dad got together she brought him home for the first time and he met my great-grandmother and mm -hmm. she would she would like lay out the table full of food she was she used to be a chef in Mozambique when she was younger and then she came back to South Africa and she and she would like lay out the table with everything like three course meals every day and apparently my dad asked do you guys always eat like it's a celebration every day? And my great-grandmother was like, it is a celebration every day. Every day. You know? And he, to this day, my dad said, my great-grandmother taught him how to, my maternal grandmother, a great-grandmother taught him how to enjoy food. And wow. she was just, she was all about that. Like every single setting when we're sitting at the day, dinner table you couldn't just have random food it had to be like 
full. And I'm like that. You know, so I feel like some things are in our blood at times. And I'm so, this is the one thing that I'm particular about is food. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's so true. And that reminds me of, um, like, I never had a grandmother, but you know how, um, like, in Kulele Pimvili and our mm. neighbor, we had Ukoko. And Ukoko used to make things like amacheu and um, mm. the le porridge. She was very, like, fetch, um passionate about those things and her mm-hmm. husband which we all called Mkulu uh, I remember one morning when we were visiting um the at, at, at and Mkulu had a spoon and he was licking the spoon he was like you know like like he's licking ice cream and he would just talk to himself and he, and he would say you know, and this was an elderly couple, like they were so in love and it, it, he was eating something simple like porridge, um, but it was made from love. So apart from just putting colors together, um, I would rather not cook if my heart is not in it, you know, like you really have to put your heart in it and then the love in it for the people to, to sense that, that, yeah. I can always feel, like honestly, because I'm such a foodie, I can always feel when food has been made in a hurry or hasn't been made with love. It You can taste it and like it has a look to it. You mm. know, there's this incredible book that I'm sure most of us have read in high school. <laughs> it's called like Water for Chocolate. And it talks <laughs> about that, like, you know. Oh, guys, so this is so, so beautiful. So and now- you know what? I'm sorry to cut you, but this takes us to um, what we've labeled junk food. I really don't like the term junk food because I want I want you to be able to decide for yourself what what you're going to put in your body, what's good enough for your body, and not and what's not good enough for your body. But food that is like it's almost like that food gusakui, you know. So you number one, it's like roll number one, roll number two, petty number one, petty number two. There is no passion. It's systems. It's hoi, 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 box, 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 box. And this is why I cannot, I can't eat that food. I can't, I don't enjoy it. <laughs> you can taste that it's made from machines mainly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Even when you order the ribs, I mean, if you go to like f- famous rib stores and you so you can see you with, yeah, no, this rib sauce, you know, um, and the, and the waiters are running in the, in the, in the, in the restaurant. One moment, the waiters are expected to sing the other, they expected to bring the plates. They holding, in fact, the plates are hot. Um, you know, others are returning the food the 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 onion rings are not they've got flour they the kitchen the people the people making this are running they're not putting their heart in it there's no way yeah i guess this is also why we have the farm to table um culture developing right like that people are starting to go to family-owned restaurants they're going to uh, restaurants that grow their own food their own organic food where people are sourcing directly from um the uh, from the farmers themselves because there is something to be said you are right around like food that is made 
slow and with love. So Lumi, as people are listening to this, they like, but I eat like this and I'm like this with food so that I don't overeat, you know, because I'm portion, because that's a new thing, right? It's also portion control because I'm also trying to control my portions. By the way, guys, if you ever, I keep what I always warn people, you know, because people think it's a joke. <laughs> but like once you meet me and you see me eat, please do not yeah. comment. Okay. <laughs> people yeah. are always like just staring with open mouths and just like wondering what the hell is going on because I can eat all day. <laughs> I don't believe I've never really believed in portion control. So what have you seen when you're eating for pleasure? And how's your relationship with food changing? And how does how's it impacting your body? Because most times we're refusing to enjoy food because we don't want to pick up weight. Have you found that, oh my God, I'm actually picking up weight because I'm eating for pleasure, you know? Sure, this is, uh, and actually the opposite. <laughs> now, that I'm, now that I'm eating for pleasure, I've actually dropped weight. Um, oh, wow. I don't know um, how that happened, but I eat the food that I love. I eat the food that 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 my body desires. I eat the food until until I'm enough, um, and then I no longer eat. I I, I no longer have to eat. So I need manga suti, you know. But if in salambi, I definitely carry on eating. And you talk about portions, vanille. Um, the other thing that I feel our conversation has to highlight is that you, um, what makes your eating um, work is that you eat according to your values. You eat according to, you know, your, <laughs> you, you have this belief that your body should only get the best. Um, you know, that, that's what you serve your body. And um, that's why, so it's, it's not the same as eating whatever you can get. There's also a lot of politics um, around food, um, but I do think if we are deliberate and intentional about deciding what am I going to eat, then 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 we then we can get it right. Yes, yes, I agree with this. I think that there's a lot around that, and I so as we're talking about this, Lungs, I don't know if people are noticing from other podcast guests in the money magic podcast if you guys are able to pick up the similarities with this but that there's this thing where people talk about where we've had guests talk about come on and talk about money and how once they started spending according to their values started making money according to their values started incorporating pleasure into their financial journey their money their relationship with money completely started to change once they started working with their bodies their relationship and really looking at what their body is saying around money their relationship with money started to change so i'm really really interested have you been able on your money journey as you're doing the money magic course have you taken some um exercises that you've started to develop for yourself or for clients to take them through building this relationship with food or their bodies have you seen that there is a link between trauma how we respond to trauma we obviously have different responses maybe to money and food i don't know i'm not a food trauma expert but i'm just very interested in hearing what you have seen i would i I would say that um we like to separate things 
in my story, what I've learned is that everything is everything has got the same principles. Yeah. Money, yeah. health, whatever it is that you value, the principles are the same. You know, um, when I start, um, when I when I start spending my money um, on things that are not in line with my values, mm. I see that there there are drops around my money story. Um, when my image, what I believe about myself, uh, what I can achieve, am I worthy? Um, you know, am I? You know, do I, am I deserving of the life that I've created? Once I start questioning that, I see that my money story um, kind of take, takes a dip. So I have to be intentional about working on my mind, my thoughts around my money journey and, and my feelings and, I, and my emotions and my belief. It's almost like I constantly have to do a, what do you call it, a, a recon of some sort. Um, around that and with the with with the food it's also it's so it's also it's also exactly the same once you start if you don't know what your what your values are around your your health because it's not just about food if you don't know what your values are around your health then it's 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 easy we don't smoke because it's right or it's not wrong like i'm not going to say to you stop smoking it's wrong I'm, go I'm just going to ask you, what are your values around your health? Um, what do you want to achieve? Because there's going to be certain things that are going to be difficult to achieve if you're smoking. Like if our running might be affected if, if we're smoking, uh, climbing might be affected if you, then you need to say, start behaving according to your values and what you want to achieve in your journey. So everything is inter interrelated to my values around that my beliefs and my thoughts and, and, and how I feel about it, how it feels in my inside my body as well. Um, yeah, for a long time, I, I thought that I could just flourish in my fitness journey, but I noticed that um, it's difficult for me to flourish in one and, 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 and drop the other. Like It's almost like you have to be consistent in the entire wheel of life, um, your family as well. The same thing. If you don't apply your the values that you have within your family, you're gonna have you're gonna have problems. Whatever those values are um, within your family, your job. If you've got your job and you don't apply values um, that are core to you in your job, you're gonna have a problem. So yeah, um, I think what I learned is that the principles are the same for everything. Yeah. Wow. That is just so so powerful, Lons. Um. And I know that you teach a lot about going into the body with pleasure, uh, around pleasure. Can you just share also the importance of a pleasure in terms of just what you've noticed when you're working with people, once they start incorporating pleasure on their health journey and their fitness journey, and even on their eating, um, changing their eating habits, how do people start to react in terms of feeling safe to start losing the weight? Mm -hmm. So I missed a, a little, uh, some parts of that question. I'm sorry, Osnotile is... Um demanding my attention yes so i'm sorry i lost well, you no chance, not <laughs> yeah so 
no, no worries. Um, so I just wanted to say, what have you noticed on people, uh, for people in terms of weight, their weight loss journey once, because this is your journey, but with clients. And I know some of your clients, because we tend to know each other guys. <laughs> so <laughs> each other's journey, once they start incorporating pleasure and working with the womb, more than anything, I think working with our cycle and incorporating pleasure. And I think in particular, that time of the month where we get to rest, we get to really nurture ourselves and take pleasure in our bodies. What have you seen in terms of their physical transformation? I'm asking this question in particular because I recently, even one of the Money Magic students, we recently had a conversation where she was like, no, I still work out during my cycle. When I'm on my cycle, I go out and I do a run. And I'm just like, wow. And I had to tell her about what I had learned as a Tantra yoga teacher and what I had been taught in Tantra, right? Around the womb and working out with you what we do in that during that time period. So what have you noticed? Because I think there's so much pressure to always be working out, to always be eating like super healthy, even if your body's asking for chocolate cake during that time of the month and lots of it. <laughs> Yeah, so um, I think the key word that's coming for me right now is, you know, when when my clients truly embrace um, their cycle and when they truly respect or work with their cycle, I, I really appreciate that they then, it's almost like their intuition um, also just sharpens and, um, you know, different things come up for different uh for different people but it's always interesting hearing from them what's come up uh, from them um instead of having clients who want me to tell them um what's what's happening so everyone's story is different because it comes from their own intuition and they take time out um to hear what comes from within which is always so beautiful um i've seen um clients really really just approach their fitness journey with ease you know um there's no pressure like no one i don't remember the last time we did it i've put anyone on on a scale like no, we don't talk about numbers you know oh, like you guys you're not <laughs> you know we don't talk about numbers no one is a 65 a 70 and aiming to be a 50 you know we just focusing on how do i feel in my body can i do the things that i want to do um what can i do to be able to do more of that and and and, and we work with that um and we work with 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 from a pleasure point of view so the food is enjoyable everything is just is is just it's almost like little pockets of love here and there um to self-love um you know embracing where i am dressing for for my body to look beautiful i mean this is where everybody's drinking more water your skin is looking beautiful but you've always have beautiful skin but you know um i see that a lot with with my other clients as well that people's skin are just glowing um people are dropping it at dress size but we don't really know how many, how much weight someone has lost because we're not focusing on the numbers yeah and i think people are wondering how do you know you're making progress well you know you're making progress because you have a mirror right yep. and also 
suddenly you wake up a few days, like a few weeks, months later, and your clothes are fitting better. Like I was saying to Lungs the other time, oh my gosh, Lungs, I think I need a new, like a new yoga pants wardrobe because some of these yoga pants are not so fitting as <laughs> snugly. So I had to give away some yoga pants because of that. So, and I think that is what makes this so beautiful because there's no pressure. And often we think that to achieve our ideal goals in any way, we need to be under pressure. We need to be constantly checking the numbers. But for me, this is what ease means, right? It's not that we don't do the hectic workouts, that we're not working out like when it's a workout day, especially during ovulation, Loons keeps track of all our calendars, right? Of all our calendars. And then when it's time for ovulation, should we bring it up a notch? So different times of the cycle, the fitness regime is different. It's more intense. The, the week before our period, it drops. So it, there's so many things that are going on and you see the shift. Yeah. So you know, um, like when I think about um, the, 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 the numbers thing that, that, that you're talking about, like the big question for me has, the burning question has been, if you are overweight, you are over whose weight? You know, yeah. over whose weight? Over what weight? Who gets to put the benchmark to say if you are now? Hi, Loon. Sorry, lost you. So I stopped the recording for a while for a okay. short minute. So you were just telling us about if you're overweight, over whose weight? <laughs> yeah, over over whose weight? Um, who who puts that that the, the, the benchmark? You know, and then um, okay, so if someone is overweight, then like I'm just thinking, whatever happened to human diversity? We're not like biscuits, you know. You're not. No one is holding a cookie cutter and cutting us all into the same shape, size, and and depth, and 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 width, and height. You know. Um, um, hence, I always say that all our bodies are beautiful. You, you, you know, if you, you, the body that you have is your home, um, and your body is beautiful. Yeah. Oh, this is just the perfect place to stop, guys. I think you can see why I have Lumi as my fitness trainer, right? Mm -hmm why i love working out with her and um, i didn't start out as a person that loved working out because i'm more like a yoga person <laughs> take it slow etc and i never wanted someone that would come in and interfere with my constant eating <laughs> i don't want anyone that will interfere with my food with how i eat that will tell me to cut back on carbs cut back on rice i eat rice like three times a day lungi knows this like i'm good with it like i said we'll pause so that i will eat eat my rice yeah <laughs> I love rice but um thank you so much Lungs, for joining us how do people get hold of you I know people are thinking they want to talk to you about your services please tell us how do they reach out to you how do they get to work with you Thank you, Van. Um, okay, so on Facebook, um, I'm Lungile Ngubane, and I've also got um, a group. It's called Just Do You. Um, my number is 073-507-3577. So um, I would encourage um, everyone to 
rather actually drop me a WhatsApp um, on my on my personal line. That's the that's the best way to get hold of me. Thank you, Vangile, for this moment. Thank you so much. Thank you. And thank guys, you. Just a little word of caution, right? Like Lungi, um, if you're outside of South Africa, please put the plus two seven and then start with seven three uh, to reach her on WhatsApp. Uh, if you're on the Wealthy Money mailing list, I'll give her WhatsApp contact details for everyone in the international format. And I will also give you her Facebook profile. Thank you, Lungs. We're going to let you go. And thank you so much, Money Magicians, for tuning in. Have a fantastic day, Lungi. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay, so money magicians, I really, really hope that you enjoyed that. Um, definitely check out the money magic course. This is where we talk about um, money and trauma and going into the body with trauma. Lungi is also a student, so please go to the money magic course. Get on the mailing list. Uh, get on the waiting list or enroll if we're open up for, if we're open for registration. Check it out at wealthy-money.com forward slash money magic. And of course, this is episode twenty-eight. If you have just joined us please check out um, all the other episodes from episode one, where I interview tons of uh, students and experts around trauma and money. You'll definitely uh, get a lot of value from that. Have a fantastic day further. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you find this podcast helpful and enlightening, please can you do me a favor and go leave the podcast a five-star review on iTunes or leave a comment on YouTube. And of course, share it with your family and friends. I would really appreciate it because it would help other money magicians who are looking to change their relationship with money find this podcast, which would really make my day. Also, as a bonus, if you're interested in changing your spending habits, I have a complimentary ebook for you. You can download it at wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook. Again, wealthy-money.com forward slash workbook. Have a fantastic day further and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode of the Money Magic Podcast.